Welcome to the Playbook for Amazon podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Lieber, and the goal of this podcast is to share what's working today that's helping my company, Turnkey Product Management, sell over eight figures per year on Amazon for our clients. We will share with you the actionable steps, systems, and playbook that you can plug into your business to boost your sales on Amazon. Let's go. Hey guys, today we have a very special interview with Greg Mercer from Jungle Scout. Uh, a lot of you probably know his company or know him. He's got some awesome software that helps sellers. And we got to pick his brain um, on a lot of great topics. So we got to talk about what are the biggest trends he's seeing with the coronavirus. He has so much data behind you know the sales volume. So he was saying that right now, overall on Amazon, there's a net around 30 to 40% increase in overall sales volume. So even though some niches and some products are down you know there's overall the volume of shopping happening right now is bigger than ever before and it will continue so got to pick his brain on that and just talk about so many you know cool things because he's got so much data and so much experience so it was a really helpful interview and i hope that you guys enjoyed it so thank you so much and uh let's dive in All right, today we welcome Greg Mercer from Jungle Scout to the show, and I feel honored to uh, to have you on. We've we've actually gotten to share the stage before and been on a panel and uh, gotten to hang out a couple times, and it's always good to catch up. So uh, thank you so much for coming on, Greg. Absolutely. Thanks again for having me on, and we're going to have fun. Yeah, and hope, hope you and your family and uh, you know your whole team and office is everyone staying safe in these crazy times. It's April 24th today as we're recording it and uh, hope all's well over there. Yeah, I uh, can't complain. I think everyone's healthy that I know, everyone on the team, the family and uh, yeah, I think we've um, ad- adapted to the new climate that we're in pretty, uh, pretty easily. Good. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Um, cool. So yeah, let's jump in. I want to just go back in time a little bit give us a little bit about your background like how did you first get into the amazon game and eventually go on to jungle scout yeah so i started selling on amazon back in 2013. i at the time i was actually working as a civil engineer i hated my job i was just looking to do something different my dad was an e-commerce seller he had his own stores but wasn't selling on amazon so he was like man you should really check out selling on amazon uh, fulfillment by Amazon starting to take off. So you don't have to worry about the fulfillment and all that stuff. And it's just way better now. One thing led to another started selling on Amazon and I quickly realized that there was like a, there was a fundamental difference in the products that were doing well for me and the ones that weren't. And what it really came down to was the amount of demand for those products on Amazon. And it seems pretty simple now, but if we were to rewind till 2013, it was really difficult to like gauge demand on Amazon. Everything had like a pretty low number of reviews. Uh, it was kind of misunderstood what the bestseller rank really meant. So it was kind of hard to tell like what people were buying on Amazon. And I was able to develop models to estimate how well products were selling based off the bestseller rank. That was kind of like a game changer in my business because then I all of a sudden had a much better understanding of just demand for products on Amazon. And uh, that ultimately is how Jungle Scout was born. So I didn't really even have any intention of starting a software company. I was looking for a way to kind of like apply these models more easily to my own products or the products I was looking at. 
So I built a little extension. And when I originally launched it, my goal was to try to recoup the development costs by selling just like a handful of these. And yeah, uh, let's see, five years later, we have a quarter million customers and um, yeah, turned into something way larger than I ever imagined. <laughs> that's so awesome. Yeah, that's normally how a lot of the best businesses start, right? Where you weren't planning it to actually turn into a business. You didn't say like, I'm going to make a software giant company, right? You, <laughs> right? you start out solving your own problem. Is that right? Yeah, that's exactly right. Nice. And so are you still selling your own products today? Or are you so you know consumed with the, the software and all that good stuff that you're focused there? At Jungle Scout, we have kind of like a like a case study type account that has about a half dozen products in it. And I'm still fairly active and kind of like managing that just so I can um, keep up with what's doing well and what's not. But besides that, I've moved on from all the uh, the physical product stuff. I mean, I'm still closely connected to it because uh, my wife took over a whole bunch of the products and the rest I gave to my dad. So <laughs> still closely connected to them, but I'm not, I'm not involved in any of the day-to-day -day management. Nice. That's awesome. Because you said your dad was actually kind of the one that <laughs> leaned you in the Amazon direction. So that's pretty cool to come full circle there. Yeah. And it's actually cool over the years. Uh, you know, he was the one that kind of like got me into it. And he's like, wow, this is going really well. It's actually, he's transitioned a lot of his e-commerce business from his own sites onto Amazon. And yeah, now for him, that business is doing really well. Nice. And so you used to be working like a normal, stable corporate job, right? And then at what point in your process did you end up leaving that? Yeah. So I, I was working as a civil engineer. Um, like I mentioned, I, I hated it. I, my whole life I've had like this strong entrepreneurial spirit, kind of wanted to do my own thing, didn't want to be working for the man. And I left once I was able to kind of like replace my income with income that I was making for my e-commerce business. That was a little bit of like a deal I had with my wife. She was like, she's like, yeah, I mean, she was, she's always been very supportive of me as an entrepreneur, but she's like, why don't you like build this up kind of on nights and weekends until it like replaces the income. And at that point, it feels like a good time to take the leap. And that's what I did. Nice. Well, it's always good to run it by the missus first. <laughs> yeah. Smart man. Cool. Well, let's talk a little bit about the coronavirus and obviously it's affecting a lot of sellers, a lot of brands, a lot of niches. Um, so yeah, what, what have you seen? What, what can brands be doing right now to be successful and, you know, see it through to the other side of this whenever this, you know, finally goes away? Yeah, that's a good question. It really varies so much, right? Um, the, just like the current Amazon climate is just crazy. We have a, like a lot of just like data and statistics that we run around what's selling well, what's not, uh, just general consumer behavior, search volume, all these different types of things. So there's all these like different groups, right? There's, there'd be one group that's selling these like super high volume essentials right now. You know, whether that is like sanitization uh, equipment or, um, you know, masks or whatever else, like these items that are just selling through the roof. And it's like, man, for that group of people, um, you know, your biggest problem is trying to get inventory in stock or keeping it in stock, right? Um, I think there's another group of people who it's kind of like business as usual. And then there's a group of people that are really hurting either because people just aren't buying these or because uh, it's been difficult to get shipments of restocks into Amazon or just the shipping times are so long. So it's like, um, if I were to give general advice to everyone, you know, I'd say, let's all just keep in mind that this is a relatively going to be like a relatively short term major impact. 
And I believe that long-term, I feel confident that Amazon's going to grow as a result of this and it's going to like stay uh, like elevated sales as opposed to kind of like go back to like pre-corona um, sales volumes. So yeah. Yeah. So have you seen any hard numbers or data? Because, you know, that's what we're hearing is, you know, so many people have, that were resistant to Amazon that loved, you know, there's old fashioned or they like going to the store. But, you know, I'm sure Amazon has picked up so many new Amazon Prime members, which is a year long membership. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, Amazon knows how to have a high stick rate. And, uh, you know, this will probably change shopping forever. So, I mean, I don't know if there's been any data or numbers as far as like how how much the increase you know might be in total you know sales volume. Yeah, I have those numbers. Um, I wish I knew how many new Prime members there are because I imagine there's a lot like the the people that are just kind of slow to adapt to it. But as far as increase of sales volume, um, what we're if we look at third party sales what we're seeing is about a 30 to 40% increase total across third-party sales. Now, where it gets more interesting is once you start to dive into that a little bit deeper, there's definitely winners and losers in that group. So like there are sellers whose sales have decreased during this time period, um, but then there's some sellers who their sales are just like through the roof. And the result of that is still though like a net 30 or 40% increase total. Um, the, like the sales numbers that we're seeing right now are similar to what you see in like the, the few weeks or it's like, uh, halfway in between black Friday and Christmas, there's like, a, there's a time period in there where it's like, it's not as high as black Friday sales, but it's not as high as the last three or four days before Christmas. We're seeing like the same sales levels as those days. And what's pretty interesting is like you said, we're recording this on our, at the end of April, I we started to see these numbers at like the beginning of March and I was kind of expecting them to be like this kind of quick burst where everyone was ordering, you know, new stuff to set up their home office or whatever else. But we've continued to see those elevated sales levels, um, all the way up until today. Hmm. Wow. 30 to 40% as a net. Cause yeah, there's definitely, you know, we've seen it with some of our clients. A lot of our client sales are up, but there are you know, a smaller percentage where their sales are down because, you know, maybe they weren't set up to take, um, you know, inventory or they, they, they weren't able to send a new inventory to FBA. So they ran out of stock of their best sellers and, you know, that whole thing. So, but 30 to 40% increase overall, that's um, really, really, you know, strong and an opportunity. Um, and I think, are you seeing lots of brands that are maybe completely off Amazon before that are now, trying to get onto Amazon, realizing that, you know, this may be the only place or the main place for them to sell in the coming year. Yes, we've had, we, when new customers sign up for our product, we have this little like um, online survey to like learn a little bit more about them. And the group of people that had ex brick and mortar businesses or existing e-commerce businesses, but weren't yet on Amazon, we've seen that number or like that type of customer uh, almost double in about the past month. So there's definitely a lot of people who, you know, this is, you know, probably had like a, a brick and mortar business or um, some other type of online business. And they're realizing like, all right, I need to double down on, you know, just the e-commerce channel in general. And Amazon's of course the 800 pound gorilla there. So let's get involved with that. Mm -hmm. Have you seen any like significant trends in the 
any particular products or niches that people might want to keep in mind? It's like maybe they were in a niche that, you know, they're they're just looking to like, should I expand into other niches or should I, you know, go deeper under my brand? Like we had one client that does, uh, you know, gym workout equipment and then gyms close. So then now they're launching like at home w workout stuff. And that's worked out really, really well. Um, have you seen any trends that like might help people? Yeah. So there's quite a few like that. The, I guess where it's more challenging for me is to know which one of these are going to be more sustained versus, you know, just for the first month or two, uh, people are in, people are in quarantine. For example, all of like the home office stuff was selling like crazy. Um, all the home gym stuff. That's another great example. Um, let's see, of course, all like the, the food and beverage, a lot more of that's being ordered on Amazon, like household supplies, whether that's like cleaning supplies or uh, other types of household items, those are all have gone up. Uh, pet food, pet supplies, those have all increased. So yeah, I mean, it's, I guess like if you think about what people are, how people's behavior would change if they're kind of stuck at home or inside their home quite a bit more as opposed to like going to the office. Um, yeah, like all those kind of check out. I don't know if I have any kind of like huge surprises like, whoa, I wasn't expecting this. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, uh, so yeah, let's talk a little bit about where is Jungle Scout going? I know you guys have so many you know, amazing cutting edge uh, products and obviously the, the revenue tool to assess the, you know, all the, all the, uh, the revenues for the top competitors in a specific keyword phrase or a niche like that. That's been super helpful and um, over the years. So where are you focused on right now? Where, where, what else you guys got got in the works? Yeah, so a few like the new things that we're kind of excited about is one is we have recently released a new product that was specifically built for larger brands or agencies. What we found is like there were a lot of these companies using our, uh, I'll call it our core product. And our core product was primarily built for 3P sellers. And these 1P vendors, they just have a little bit different needs. Like they still want to know demand and consumer behavior on Amazon but just the way that they want it displayed and the way that they think about things or even the verbiage they use is a little bit different. So we're pretty excited about releasing that. As far as how we're better helping our kind of like our core audience, which is all the 3P sellers, um, a few of the things we're excited about is just kind of like better overall analytics. Uh, we're releasing a bunch of stuff around that. We've been putting a ton of time and resources and money into our sales estimates. So like our ability to accurately estimate sales on Amazon, same thing with search volume. Um, we're releasing some pretty cool models pretty soon. Or by the time this uh, podcast is released around estimated traffic and conversion rate for listings on Amazon. So yeah, just um, doing whatever we can to better provide customers with kind of like the tools and insights they need to successfully run their businesses. That's awesome. And so I've heard you talk about you know, especially as you're coming out with these different futures or different aspects of, uh, you know, software products, what is sort of your thought process behind like creating a fully polished, you know, plan and uh, going through all the iterations and getting it perfect before launching? Or are you more of the form of like, you know, minimum viable product and let's get it out there? You know, do you put it through a test audience or like, you know, what, what sort of, cause you guys have come out with so much stuff and it's also good. So I'm just wondering like, how can you produce all that stuff so quickly? 
Yeah, <clears throat> we um we definitely do the more of like the the continuous iteration or the MVP type model. So we do multiple product releases every week. A lot of those are just small, whether they're bug fixes or little UI improvements. Other ones are uh, bigger features or functionality. And the way that I think about it is it's the best way to learn from customers and like understand what they're using, what they like, what they don't like is to get actual products in front of them and them using it and collecting feedback from them. Um, it's really hard. You know, we try to do like walkthroughs just based off of wireframes and uh, things like that. But the best way to do it is really just to get it in the hands of the customers and start accepting their feedback um, from there. So yeah, that's definitely what we do it as far as kind of like how we're able to produce quite a bit from the product goes. Uh, it's really just because the team's grown quite a bit over the years. Um, it's, yeah, I, I remember when we started, you know, it was just one developer, whereas now, I don't know for sure how big our product org is, but it's like 150 people at the company, probably half of that's working on the product itself. So yeah, with a big team, you're able to do a lot more. Yeah, well, it's very, very impressive, man. Thank you. Um, Cool. And I know that uh, you've done some really cool nonprofit work. Um, I believe you've worked a lot with Doctors Without Borders and you've done some cool stuff. I just wanted to uh, just let you share a little bit about that and uh, wanted to hear about it as well. Yeah, so we've done a number of things with Doctors Without Borders as well as Pencils of Promise. I think in total we've donated almost like a quarter million bucks to them. And what's cooler than that is the money was primarily raised through what we call the million dollar case study and how it works is we've, we've done it four times but we've publicly um, gone from like A to Z on how you find products, launch them on Amazon, optimize them, grow them from there. And then what's cool is the, the majority of that money has come from the sales of those actual products. So it's like, we're building this case study where we're publicly showing you how to create businesses and then all the money that the, the business generates gets donated to charity. So yeah, it's, it's just like a, a cool project to be a part of. It's something that's been pretty fun. And uh, in addition to the the monetary donations that we've been able to make to these organizations, we've also just gotten fantastic feedback from customers about just like how valuable the content is for them. So yeah, that, that's been one of the, the really fun things I'm proud of. Yeah, you should be, man. That's really, really cool. Um, cool. So I actually learned something as I was prepping for the interview. I believe that you said when you were ramping up Jungle Scout and you're working like crazy that you developed shingles. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Wow. So I actually got shingles my senior year of high school when wow. I was not working very hard. I don't know what I was doing <laughs> in senior, senior high school, but... Uh, but anyway, so we have, we have that in common as well as Amazon. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. That was a, um, at the time my wife and I were kind of traveling around the world a little bit, living in different countries, but I was also just working crazy hours while doing it. And yeah, I remember I got this, it, for me, it was on my face. So like I went to the doctors in Bali and he was like, there was a little bit of a language barrier. I remember him being like, I think this is shingles, but it's the weirdest thing. I've never seen shingles in anyone uh, as young as you. So he sent me to the dermatologist there and kind of said the same thing. But thankfully, uh, yeah, it, uh, I don't think it was as bad as what some people's cases of shingles are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think mine was on my <laughs> chest and back. So it was a little, yeah, it was, it was fairly painful. But uh, yeah, mm. my, my doctor was like, I've never seen this before in someone <laughs> your age. He's like, are you stressed? I'm like, no. And he's like, you know. So, yeah, yeah, it's funny. 
So yeah, on, back to the Amazon side of things real quick. Um, what are you seeing like in your test accounts or with your clients as far as like how to grow, you know, in 2020 as we're, you know, especially, I don't know how much the coronavirus affects it, but just, you know, the, the old strategies that were working four years ago, you know, aren't working today. What are some of the strategies that you recommend or you see working in today's environment? If we just kind of like zoom out and think like big picture, if, or if we look at it from like a macro view of how the, the marketplace has just kind of like evolved over the years, you know, I would say that, let's see, there's a lot of things to dissect here. Like one of the, the more interesting trends I think we could talk about is the, how many Chinese sellers there are on Amazon and like the kind of like the, the typical characteristics like of these listings. I think what we found is like the growth of sellers living in China has just been growing like crazy the past few years. You know, now it's like over half of sellers on Amazon live in China and this particular group of sellers, I think what we've found are this, like from this geo, what we found is they are extremely fast at releasing new products and iterating on them quickly. We've also seen that like, um, it's just really fascinating that any like commodity type product where there's not a strong kind of like brand allegiance or people don't care as much about what the brand is, um, and or that they're just kind of like easy to manufacture or create. It seems like the Chinese sellers have been better at just like getting more uh, inexpensive pricing for those. Um, they've, I think like as a whole, we see these groups uh, very quick to like ship the products into Amazon and do so at a cost-effective rate. So it's like, if you're, it's very hard right now, I think to like compete with these more commodity style products at the prices that you see most of them on Amazon. I think a lot of the people that we're seeing have the most success right now are thinking about what kind of products do people care more about like what brand it's associated with or these products that are typically higher margins like uh like cosmetics or something along those lines um, alternatively products that are patented and can't be copied um, yeah i think those are a few of the groups that we've seen succeeding outside of kind of like the chinese sellers who are very effective at getting products inexpensively into Amazon quickly um, and like taking advantage of those uh, up and coming trends. Yeah, no, that's really, really uh, good insights there. So you've grown to, you said around 150 team members, which is, mm -hmm. you know, that's a big number. Um, what, what helped you kind of, was there a breaking point or a breakthrough point, I guess, maybe at the 15 or 20, like 25 or what, you know, how, how did it get to that point or what helped you get, get to that and be able to manage all of those people? Cause obviously you can't check in with all 150 people, right? Yeah. When I think back over like the past five years, there's definitely been a number of different, um, I'd say like, uh, like stepping points or like just like growth for me as an entrepreneur. I think the first one is just, you know, like when I started, it was just me or just me and one or two other people. I, I did a lot of the stuff myself, whether that means running Facebook ads or product testing or, you know, like managing the product, whatever else. I think the first kind of like breakthrough for me looking back on it is like the ability to let go of some of those items, realize that it's like, okay, you know, maybe I can't find someone who could do it as, as well as what I thought I could, or that, you know, they don't do it quite the same, but like, just like 
fully letting go and instead of like giving them clear goals or um, uh, like the end state and letting them try to reach that themselves instead of like always being trying to be real involved involved in it. I think that was kind of like a breakthrough that helped me get from, let's say like five people to say 30 people. And then at 30 people, I remember that was also a time in the business that it was like really difficult for me. And looking back, the reason for that was just not hiring like experienced enough managers or leaders inside of the company that could like, that I could truly like give goals and they could effectively manage their group uh, of team members to like try to hit those goals. So then once I started hiring just more experienced, more seasoned managers, people, leaders, um, and some of these more just like seasoned executives, that's really what was it, I guess, helped me kind of like get to the next level or get to where I'm at today. Yeah, that's really, really helpful, man. Appreciate it. Um, cool. Yeah. Just a couple more here. Um, so what do you think, I mean, you guys have grown so fast. You have so many, uh, users, like what's been, do you think the biggest key or driver to your guys company's fast growth yeah it's really hard to point a finger at kind of one thing because man if i've learned anything over the years it's just like growing companies is really hard and they're really a complex thing (laughs) um you know resource allocation of choosing how much more to invest in product versus marketing um versus customer support and success and whatever else and it's a really difficult thing to do if i were to kind of if I were to choose just to say like one or two things that I think have kind of led to our success. One is we were really the first ones to estimate or like predict um, demand or sales on Amazon. So like at the time, you know, if we fast forward all the way today, there's dozens of companies that do it or try to do it. But at the time, this was like a really like breakthrough type concept and it's extremely valuable for tons of people. So I think that's like just that fact alone is what was able to get us like the early traction from there. I think it's just always kind of like listen to our customers. What do our customers want? What else can we do to help them grow in their businesses? And it's, you know, I think it's not only listening directly to what our customers want, but also instead listen to like, what are their actual uh, pain points or the challenges they're having in their business, and then how can we be innovative to give them something that they don't quite realize that they want, or it's not exactly the thing that they're describing to us, but it would solve their problem better than kind of what you know they know how to uh, or can kind of like think up of their own. Yeah, that's really helpful. Yeah, I mean, you guys do an amazing job, have amazing products, and they work and serve you know your clients very very well. So I can attest to that. So. Thank cool. You. Well, thank you so much. Uh, where can people find you and where can they go check out Jungle Scout uh, if, they, <laughs> if they aren't already using it? Yeah, you can find me. I still create quite a bit of content on Jungle Scout's blog as well as our YouTube channel. So if you just head over to Jungle Scout, check out our blog. Uh, we post a, a new blog post probably every other day or so. We're also constantly posting new YouTubes about just... Uh, yeah, just different things on Amazon, how to improve on Amazon. So you can find me both of those places. And uh, yeah, you don't already have Jungle Scout, I recommend you check it out. And uh, yeah, then you know where to find it. JungleScout.com. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you, Greg, for coming on and stay safe out there. And thanks for taking the time with us. Yeah, thanks so much. Thanks for having me on. I really enjoyed it. And uh, we'll talk soon. All right. Bye. All right, thank you so much to Greg for coming on the show. Uh, highly recommend that you guys check out Jungle Scout if you're not already using it and all the different software that they have. 
And I hope that you guys learned a lot. I mean, as you can see, the opportunity right now is, even though it's scary during these corona times, it's actually a big opportunity. Sales are up overall on Amazon about 30 to 40% from the data that Greg is showing. And so uh, this really is a great opportunity to be growing right now. And that's what we're seeing with a lot of our clients right now is, you know, if you can quickly adapt and be ready for it, uh, you know, a lot of our clients' sales are up, you know, even more than that figure. So uh, now is the time. So if you want help growing your business, if you need help being guided through this tumultuous time and environment, and you actually want to make sure that you're growing and taking advantage of this opportunity, that's what we're helping our clients do. So you can head over to turnkeyproductmanagement.com slash talk and find out how we can help you guys to grow your business during this crazy time. Uh, so thank you guys so much. Please leave us a review on iTunes. We always appreciate that. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Stay safe out there. Bye.